0: Program that uses pulse oximeters. Yes, I know. I'll ask you in a second what that means. A small device that typically clips onto your finger, toe, or earlobe to measure oxygen levels in the blood in your own home. Staff at the Royal Melbourne. Staff at the Royal Melbourne Hospital have created what they call a virtual hospital. Something you can use at home to monitor COVID-19 symptoms and, hey, who knows, into the future maybe symptoms of other problems as well. Dr. Martin Dutch is the Emergency Department Consultant at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Dr. Dutch, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Virginia.
0: First of all, the key question, what's an oximeter?
1: Well, uh, an oximeter is a, uh, is a medical device uh, mm-hmm. that measures oxygen levels in your blood. Um, they used to be really, really expensive, more than $1,000 a unit, and... Now you can uh, uh, buy them online for as little as $20. So they come down substantially.
0: So when you're going to the emergency department, that's the little thing where the clip goes on your finger or maybe your toe.
1: That's right. It's a really important device that we use to, to measure how your lungs are working and how well they're doing in supplying your blood with the oxygen that your body needs.
0: So why have you come up with this little virtual hospital that we can use at
1: home? Well, um, if, I, if I can take uh, your mind back to... to really early in January uh, when things uh, were just just sort of happening with, with COVID, uh, things were looking pretty grim and we'd been in close contact with our colleagues overseas in Italy and in the US. And what we what we found was that uh, their hospitals have been overrun with patients with COVID-19 and COVID-19 in particular is a disease that causes problems with uh, how your lungs work and the delivery of oxygen to your blood. So these patients were uh, were, were flooding the, the hospitals, most of which, it's important to point out, didn't require, many of the patients didn't require admission to hospital. Perhaps 8 out of 10 patients had a mild illness that could be managed at home without any hospital treatment. And they were really uh, saying that they were having trouble in terms of managing the demand in their hospitals uh, by by working out which patients... Who presented early were who presented early were the patients who would subsequently deteriorate within the next week or so and require hospital-based treatment, and separating them out from the patients who weren't. Now their hospitals were full, and so they had to send these patients home, and hope that they would work out that they were getting sicker right. and come back at an appropriate time for hospital intervention. Which so I'm sure so
0: found... did not happen
1: in every instance. No, sadly, yeah. sadly not, and 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 obviously. Uh, when we have large numbers of patients who, who who flood the healthcare system all at the one time, it's a really uh, it's a really cha- challenging scenario. So we got about coming up uh, sort of brainstorming ideas about how we could best manage a big surge of patients to our hospital. Uh, and one of one of the ideas that we came up with was this uh, sort of virtual hospital program.
0: It's great. So it's a, a program, a bit of software. You're sent home with the little oximeter, which as you say is only 20 bucks these days. And I guess you test yourself regularly, um, plug it into into the software and you get informed of their, their state, the state of their, their physical state at home. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so the idea is that a patient uh, who we think has COVID-19 presents to our hospital and is well and and has mild symptoms but has the potential to to deteriorate in the following week, we'll give them a monitoring pack and that includes this pulse oximeter and just a home digital thermometer that that many people have at home to measure their temperature. And we'll enrol them in the program and they get twice a day a little text message on their mobile phone from our hospital. A little alert to do it. Yeah, a yeah. little alert to do it to, and, and invite them to, to click on a link to log into our, our portal and they can uh, they can enter their, their numbers that the machine tells them into their, their oxygen levels. Right. And then the uh, the smarts of the computer program back at the hospital will will have a look and make sure that they're, they're tracking well and they're not deteriorating. Very and great, if clever. The, if they were, it lets the patient know, hey, it looks like you might know, hey, it looks like you might not be travelling so well, um, you might need to pop into hospital and it lets uh, the the doctors who are supervising the program know that one of their patients is deteriorating and we can give them a quick phone call and talk about what their what their presentation options are.
0: What if people don't follow up? What if they get the little ping and they don't measure themselves and they don't enter the information in? Do, do, does the front door get broken down by people wearing, you know, scrubs and face masks? And
1: We, we, we have ways and means, Virginia. Oh, so, <laughs> no. <laughs> do not <you> tell? <laughs> so so um, we've actually designed it. The, the important thing is this has been designed from the ground up to deal with very large numbers, hundreds if not thousands of patients needing this type of service. And so what, what we can't do is have our staff ringing up every individual patient twice a day to remind them to, to enter in their numbers so the system automatically realises that they haven't responded uh, and re-prompts them via SMS. And also at the registration point, um, we get their next of kin contact details and it will automatically reach out to the next of oh, kin yeah. and say, hey, you know, Aunt Betsy hasn't responded to our calls. Perhaps you could uh, place a phone call to her and and, and get her to, to log on and, and let us know how she's travelling. It's only really when all of those attempts at contact have failed um, that the, the doctors supervising the program get a uh, get an alert to say um, Betsy hasn't called in today and perhaps we should check on how she's going.
0: I can imagine then that a program like this might be useful post-COVID-19 in other medical situations
1: as well. Absolutely. So um, while we, we, we've Set this up and built this from the ground up over the last couple of months, specifically with COVID in mind. Uh, in in talking to my colleagues throughout the hospital, um, it it becomes obvious that that in fact this is probably a new way of of caring for the community that, that we've established. So there are there are patients who have cancer who who need to monitor who need to monitor their temperature to make sure that they haven't developed an unexpected infection, which some cancer patients are particularly prone to. Mm-hmm. There are patients with underlying lung disease where, you know, just every every day sort of uh, respiratory tract infections for those patients can be a problem. We can begin to monitor these patients very, very closely and, and sort of partner with them to monitor their own health uh, in the community and they can uh, they can log in and let us know how they're going. So uh, that's that's really, I suppose, a, a lot of people in their workplaces are are changing the way that they they're doing business. People are suddenly realising that they can hold most of their meetings via, you know, online via Zoom or, or whatnot. Um, our hospitals beginning to realise that in fact we can deliver care better mm-hmm. and, and more patient-focused care through uh, adopting some new technologies.
0: It's a brilliant bit of technology. Well done. Uh, good oh, achievement. Now that I'm, I've got you, though, and you're there in the emergency department, Dr Dutch, how are you going? And how have you coped with the, the COVID-19 crisis? The last time we spoke to the Royal Melbourne, it was clear that uh, all the preparations were done, but you were not overwhelmed in the way that you feared.
1: Sure. Um, things have changed since you were last year, Virginia. Um, we've, we've basically found that... Uh, that, that our normal business is, is coming back again and uh, and that's, that's important because uh, emergency departments play an important role in, in taking care of the community and there are, there are actual conditions that people should come, come into hospital for, people having heart attacks and strokes. They should not wait at home. Um, because you're far more likely to become more unwell by delaying your care than, than you are to, to, be, uh, to be acquiring any diseases. If you, if you attended hospital or alternatively, you, know, you shouldn't think that you're clogging up the, the system that needs to otherwise be used. We're very fortunate that Victorians have adopted social distancing to the extent that they have, and that's brought us time, brought us time, And and that that time we've used to, you know, build more ICU beds, to build more laboratory testing capacity and to start up novel new programs like the one we're talking about today.
0: I've just got a question on text here. A lot of elderly people who don't have mobiles or computers, if they're in that bracket, how do you get them to uh, take part in a program like this?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. So this program is, is is not going to be for everyone. There are there are groups in our community that uh, won't have access to this type of uh, technology or won't be uh, familiar enough with it. Um, we have other programs that we're we're running for for those patients. We have the capacity to admit patients to um, to the hospital for closer observation. We have the capacity to admit patients to. Um, to hotels that the Department of Health, uh, run to, to keep a close eye on how patients are progressing. Mm. And we have, um, the ability to, uh, you know, visit people in their own homes through our Hospital in the Home program as well. So there's, there's a number of different options. It's, yep. it's not, one side doesn't fit all obviously.
0: Really good to talk to you, Dr Dutch. We'll stay in touch and, and hopefully as we start to open up, we don't see that dreaded second wave. Is that a serious concern for you and your colleagues?
1: Look, uh, I was just, uh, just speaking to my colleagues today and it, it's difficult to predict the future, but uh, I, I don't think anyone's uh, becoming complacent. Uh, we're, we're all watching the numbers very, very closely because uh, it's, it's difficult to predict what uh, the future holds.
0: Is that R number where you would want to see it as we start to loosen up restrictions?
1: So ideally, um, the R number's a really complex thing um, that uh, that most of us uh, weren't familiar with prior to this. But, but
0: uh, the, and, and I'm, and I'm, I'm less of an less expert than you are in that, yeah, so yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, an R number less than one um, is, um, is, is a way that uh, is a signal to us that the disease is not actively propagating in the community and will eventually... Um, uh, cease to, to spread. So, mm-hmm. so that's one way that some of our epidemiologists, our disease experts, monitor the progression through the community. But um, I think you know, uh, listening to our chief health officer and continuing the social distancing measures, and and if you don't need to go to work, please don't go to work, and and just being respectful of, of other people, and particularly of those patients who are vulnerable in the community, the elderly, and people with other medical conditions like lung disease and heart disease and diabetes that's i think uh, important things that we can all do
0: good to talk to you dr dutch thank you
1: no worries thank you virginia for your interest
0: dr martin dutch is the emergency department consultant at the royal melbourne hospital so that little device that you might be sent home with keeps you out of hospital keeps you away from a potential risk of a new infection that you can unfortunately pick up in hospitals keeps you in your own home but monitors you and hopefully you get to stay out of hospital great little device